Welcome to the Brian Piergrossi Podcast, the podcast community for living your best life and creating a more beautiful world. Each episode, we inquire into the frontiers of inner peace, love, freedom, creativity, and empowerment with authors, artists, musicians, healers, spiritual teachers, yogis, activists, revolutionaries, entrepreneurs, comedians, scientists, psychologists, poets, mystics, and you. These conversations are unedited and always 100% authentic to how they happen. I'm your host, personal coach and author Brian Piergrossi. I've worked for over 13 years with thousands of people around the world to break through unconscious limiting belief systems and bring healing, transformation, and inspired manifestation to those who are ready and interested. For online personal sessions with me or in-person sessions with me in the magic of the Blue Ridge Mountains of Asheville, North Carolina, contact me at thebigglow.com. The sponsor of this podcast is you. If you appreciate our community, become a patron supporter at patreon.com slash thebigglow. Welcome everybody to the Brian Piergrossi podcast. That's me, Brian Piergrossi, and we have a very, very, very special guest with us for this episode. We've, we've, we've been trying to, we being me, been trying to get her on for many years. It's been, it's been very elusive. We've made repeated phone calls, email requests, text messages, personal conversations. The fans have been begging Oh, so. The fans have been begging for her to make an appearance. And here she is, Annie Marie. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to Thank the podcast. You. Thank you. What a joy and honor it is to have you. I feel like we're in like a little bit of a silly, silly mood. A little bit. Which is good. Yep, I'm f- feeling a little giggly. Which is great. Well, we're going to talk about relationship. All right. We're going to talk about intimacy, relationship, how to, what does it even mean? I was going to say successful relationship, but what does it even, what does it even mean to be, have a successful relationship, mm. right? I think that's like right. one of the first problems is like the mind comes in and like thinks like, whoa, relationship's supposed to be like this and this is not what's happening. So I'm like really angry and I'm upset and it's like, um, it feels like to me, so much what a relationship is, is like being committed to the process. Mm. You know, being the, and, and what's the process, right? So I feel like for me, there's two things, like being committed to um, what we could call spiritual growth or the evolution of consciousness, the evolution of our, our own consciousness, so that we're growing and learning and expanding every day through the relationship. You know, we're becoming better people, if you want to put it simply. And then through the relationship, we are, um, we're on purpose together to 
uplift, inspire, and awaken others, right? Those two things. So we're like evolving and growing between each other through relationship. And then we're, we have a shared purpose to awaken, inspire with others. Those two things to me. What is a relationship yeah. to you? <laughs> you know, I just, I just think it's a, it's a day by day process. And I think that you kind of nailed it on the head when you said that, you know, I, I think people can get lost in the mind over what success may be yeah. in a relationship mm -hmm. and then place all these like expectations yeah. on, on it. And mm -hmm. um, I'm just, I'm just learning as life goes on that the less expectation we can have and we can place on each other and on ourselves and mm -hmm. on relationship, um, the more opportunity there is then for spontaneity to happen, um, miracles to happen in like how you mentioned there's growth within oneself and um, just a little bit more space for whatever needs to kind of unfold in the relating and not labeling that as negative or bad, but just a part of the process and a part of the journey that the individual or the couple needs to go on in order to shift and change and grow together. Yeah. It's interesting too, of like not, not getting too rigid about what is a successful relationship or how's it supposed to be. And then like you and I, like, you know, we have, we have a, like a social media presence together. Sometimes, you know, we're sharing <laughs> posts and people know that we're mm -hmm. in relationship together. So people have um, ideas perhaps of like, or judgments or their assessments. You know, we're all doing this kind of to each other. We either we are or we're not. But I guess the, the, the question is kind of like how to deal with other people's perceptions of our relationship, right? Mm. It's a good question, right? Right. I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is just – I don't feel, I don't feel at all attached and identified to what others, what others might perceive. Um, I mean, I guess maybe if someone was you know, coming at me or saying something that might be different, I might, I might feel identified, but um, for the most part, I, yeah, I, I, I don't feel like I, I just know better. <laughs> I know better than to like, let that in. And also, I feel like just through the journey of life and like just through being on this path together, like, yeah, it, it, that's just not, it's just not important. <laughs> yeah. You know? But it's like, yes, definitely. You know, I definitely feel that way. Um, mm -hmm. And yet at the same time, it's like we are on a mission to like inspire people and be an embodiment of love for people and like mm. emanate love and create like a kind of a, uh, kind of a field of love of, of, of a unified field, uh, a field that's yeah, uplifts and inspires and is, is positive, um, mm. in people's lives. So it feels like 
that's our intention. That's my intention. And that's what we intend to do every day. And then what people do with it is kind of up to them, right? Like it's kind of like not our business, what they do with it. Like they, they can receive that or they can not receive it or they can resist it or they can resent it or they can do whatever they want to do. It's not really our business. You know, I think that's so important. Mm. You know, I've been kind of a, a public figure on, on a certain level for a while. And then, you know, you coming together with me have been on the same path and, you know, it's, you just have to, you just learn. It's the same thing you learn on and for anybody, no matter who you are, you just learn on, a, on like a little bit of a bigger level. And then if you're some kind of a big, you know, Hollywood movie star or something, then you learn on the whole other level. But it's like you, you do what you're here to do. You know, you say what you're here to say, you, you move in the direction that you're here to move. And then um, what other people do with it is up to them. And it's not something to give a lot of attention to. Sure. Yeah. And I, I think that just generally speaking, like people are going to perceive based on the consciousness that they're in, in that moment. So yeah. 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 I mean, but, you... but, but there's kind of like two things, right? There's kind of like, um, like, oh, I don't like these people. Like, there's that. But then there's like the thing, the one that's more in my consciousness is like the one of like putting people up on a pedestal and they're, they're so amazing and they're, you know, they're so, he's just like, you, you, you put someone up and then you tear somebody down, you know, because like mm. you, you make somebody the, the whatever the guru or the the um it's the who you idolize or um the savior and then they're the devil and they're they're horrible and they're evil and so it's like um not getting caught up in either one right not getting caught up in like oh everybody thinks we're so great and we're so or everybody thinks we're so terrible like it's more like knowing who we really are you know in ourselves mm. And that's what really creates a solid connection in ourselves and not so much the, you know, the external thinking realm. Right. Right. And I, I think that um, an important message that, that I hope to share, and I know you hope to share as well, is just that um, just in our humanness, like humanness, we're all, just here, you know, living the best life that we can, but we also, you know, make mistakes. We're human, we're, we're growing, we're evolving, you know? So there's, yeah, it's just so important not to, like you said, place people on this pedestal in any way, you know, but we're all equal. We're here and we're, we're growing. Yeah. So like, a successful relationship would be a relationship that is committed to the process of growing and evolving in, in consciousness. And there is, and there is an ev there is, there is evidence of growing and evolving in consciousness. That seems like that's the answer to the question. Yeah, right? you, absolutely. You're committed to growing and evolving in your consciousness. A lot of relationships aren't, they're not, they're just, mm. they're just trying to have someone make them happy, you know, which of course is not never going to work. But, um, you're committed to growing and evolving in your consciousness and you actually are growing and evolving in your consciousness. And it's like, Oh, we're in a successful relationship, which doesn't mean that you are 
um, externally sourcing some your your happiness is externally sourced through someone else or your fulfillment is externally sourced mm. through someone else um, which is a really different way of understanding relationship and that you're creating your life together you know you're creating a life that um, feels like it's aligned with and that's probably a really important thing to say feels like it's aligned with god feels like it's aligned with source spirit you know like it's kind of like i like to think of sometimes it's like a trinity right mm-hmm. there's you and there's me and there's god and god mm-hmm. is like the one directing us you know god is like you know it's like we're yeah. here and then the source is here and it's like moving through both of us and then there's like this masculine feminine polarity that is um a force of creation on this planet mm-hmm. you know and it's fun it is fun it's fun to play in that uh, yeah i like i like what you said about um the trinity and i also think that um just the like sovereignness, sovereignness in my sovereignty. own connect, sovereignty in my own connection with source or creator or soul alignment. So to me, that's each day, like that's my intention, like, and that can come through many different things. You know what I mean? It's just like, just living life. Like, am I connected right now to my source, to my soul? You know, am I identified with my mind? Well, then I'm not, I'm not connected to soul right now. So it's just moment to moment kind of noticing like where my alignment's at. And to me, that's, that's success. And then can I, then do I show up in that space, you know, when I'm in relation or when I'm communing with you or communing with friends and, what what's the quality of the relationship from that place versus the quality of the relationship from being kind of like identified with like some sort of story or some sort of emotional, which does happen. I I would love to touch on like emotional, (laughs) emotional navigation and relationship um, because that's important as well. But yeah. I'm thinking of Lao Tzu. Lao Tzu said, be really whole and all things will come to you, mm, you know? And mm-hmm. this is the biggest thing that, you know, with I see with relationships is like people who are single and they want to be in relationship. And first of all, they have so much anger about like past relationships and grudges. And, and then it's like all these, you know, there's no good men and there's no good women and all this stuff. And it's like, mm. you, you've got to shift the attention to yourself. Right. Like, you know, I might be a little bit more like um, direct than you and how I communicate these things, but it's like Mm. the problem is within you. The the problem is not outside of you. So it's like this this is where like law of attraction teachings come in. It's right. It's like get into resonance and alignment in yourself, like you said. And this is like, how do you do that? Well, most of us actually know how to do that. We're just, we're not doing it. You know, it's like taking, taking, um, time for self-care and and, and practices um, to take care of our body, to take care of our mind, to take care of our spirit, take care of ourselves emotionally, you know, Mm. to just be in an optimal state. And then if we're in an optimal state every day, if we're single, we will attract an optimal partner for us. That's Mm -hmm. an alignment resonance Mm -hmm. with us. And if we're in relationship with someone else, we will either shift that to an optimal relationship or, we will, um, through the, the residence that we're in, 
we will draw someone to us that's optimal for us. Right. Mm -hmm. So I like, I love that point because it's like, it really starts and ends with ourselves. That's the kind of the great paradox about relationship. It's like, if you want to have a, if you want to have a great relationship, be a great person. <laughs> You'll have a great relationship. If you're not mm -hmm. a great person, you won't have a great relationship. I know that that can seem like, you know, harsh, but it's just the reality. It's just, mm -hmm. it's, I'm not saying it'll happen like immediately, but it, it will, it has to happen. If you, you, you have to, you have to, people will resonate back to you the way you're showing up in the world That's and so you'll, you'll find the right person that resonates for you. Now, I will say in addition to that, sometimes we're not ready for a relationship, mm -hmm. you know, and there mm -hmm. can be a lot of different reasons for that. And so you can be like a great person and not be ready for a relationship. Um, but when you're ready, and sometimes we don't know that we're not ready, right? We're like, what, what's that? You know, oh, I'm, and there is this unconscious block here about not being ready for intimacy or being afraid of intimacy. So in my case, like, um, you and I were in a platonic relationship. We were friends when we first met. And I wasn't really ready for like a deep intimate partnership, you know? And then I became already like something shifted in me. And I was like, well, who's the right, who's the right person? You know, like this kind of criteria of like who, you know, this kind of who would be, you know, this alignment. And then it was like, oh, it was obvious it was you, you know? And you were like, you know, you were, I already knew you, but um, there was a shift in me that made me more like ready and available for that. And then as we came together physically, um, that just deepened more and more. I became like more ready and more available, you know, it's like, mm. you know, so it's like through the process, you deepen your um, kind of muscles for intimacy, if you will, you, you know, you deepen your ability to become into intimate relationship with someone else. You can't do mm -hmm. it through like thinking about it or talking about it. You, know, you have to dive in with somebody, right? Right. Yep. And also just timing. <clears throat> timing plays such a big factor on that Trusting as well. Timing. Yeah. Yeah. It'll well, align when it's meant to. It will align when it's meant to. Trust the process. Mm-hmm. What did you want to say about uh, emotional navigation navigation that's a that's a <laughs> cool term emotional navigation well i mean gosh there's a lot to say but so much a part of intimate relating is being okay and comfortable with sitting with and being with some of the the mm. deeper emotional realms that naturally come up when we're when we start getting so intimate and so close with someone it can really um bu bubble up bubble up emotions that you know are are there all along but are ready to kind of come up and take a look at and you know they things like you know uh, your your beloved will push your buttons and all that but me uh, <laughs> i never push your buttons oh, no. only sometimes <laughs> right but i think one of the tools that's been really helpful um 
well, there's so many tools. First and foremost, I, I think it's really important that each person has their own individual process for dealing with emotional um, turmoil that may arise. Um, and just for me personally, I guess when I'm feeling kind of charged with something, um, you know, I like, for me, it really helps to move my body because um, emotion, as we know, can get trapped and kind of stuck in, in different parts of the body. So if I'm like active and I move, whether that's like just taking a walk outside or stretching my body or, um, you know, stuff like that, that is really, really helpful. But the tool that I wanted to talk about that we've kind of delved into is the NBC yeah. approach. Um, and that's been such a journey. It's been such a learning process to really um, separate kind of what can happen, but um, really talk about feelings separately. Like I'm feeling this way and then just being okay with that you're feeling that, uh, that I'm feeling that way and like making space to just speak to that feeling without like launching, <laughs> launching into um, a Blaming story. Someone else. Yeah. So just being yeah. all right and yeah, being okay with those feelings. Um, and then from there, the, a real conversation can actually start to ensue. Yeah. Well, I think that the first point is actually really important too. Of like, there's a, there's a saying that you and I have a lot where we say like, I need to move some energy, right? <laughs> yeah. that's, a, that's a thing right. that we, we say, I like, need to move some energy. So what that means is like, if we're feeling kind of like tense or kind of like just bottled up or I don't know, like sluggish or somehow just a little bit out of alignment. Um, a lot of times that's a sign we need to move some energy. The energy is stuck, right? Mm -hmm. So yes. for us, that's like getting into the body. So that's like, that. I might go for a walk outside. We might do our tandem stretching. So do mm -hmm. some stretching together. We might go for a hike. Um, we might have some sexual connection. We might have just like some, some, some cuddling or some physical intimacy. We might wrestle. Um, so all kinds of things we can do, but it's, 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 lit it's literally moving energy, mm -hmm. right? And so I think that, you know, we need to be moving energy consistently. We don't want energy getting stuck, energy getting trapped. And a lot of that is moving the body, you know, moving right. the body. Um, sometimes it's just a change of scenery, like get outside, get fresh air. You know, these are like simple things that like people don't put the connection between the two as helping a relationship. Mm. But it's really a huge component of, yeah. of a healthy relationship is like a healthy human, a healthy person, a healthy mm -hmm. body, you know, a mm -hmm. healthy mind creates a healthy relationship. It's mm -hmm. the other person is just a reflection of you. They're nothing else but a reflection of you. Right. So it's like, it's really, again, like a, the most important component of a healthy relationship is personal responsibility in, in, in creating that, you know, being that space every moment you know, within yourself, which ties into NBC has been huge for us. You know, we had um, challenges in communication when we first got together, kind of understanding each other and, Kind of feeling where each other's coming from at times, and um, NVC is for those who don't know. There's there's a few components that we found really valuable. One is 
pure observation. Um, that's why we don't actually use as much because it's not always necessary. But a mm. pure observation is like there's uh, a tree in front of me. That's a pure observation. Or there's a tree that has green leaves and it's, you know, 100 feet tall or, you know, 100 feet tall might be small for a tree. But anyway, the point is if I say like, oh, it's a really pretty tree or it's a good tree or it's a bad tree, not a pure observation, you know, because then you could say, well, I think it's not a pretty tree. Well, I think it is. And then we, we, we're, we're getting caught up in something that's taking us away from what we want to be doing, which the purpose is to feel connected to each other. To me, that's really the mm -hmm. purpose of communication is just to feel like you see each other, you hear each other, you understand each other, um, you get each other, and you're, you're in a process of um, moment by moments really listening to each other. Right. right. So the second part is feelings. So really sharing what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. So instead of doing that, a lot of times we do everything but that when we're communicating with each other, you know, when people are communicating with each other, they're, they're, they're saying what's wrong with somebody or what they don't like, or they're complaining or they're name calling or, you know, these kind of things. We don't, we don't really do that, but that happens in, in relationships. Right. So, um, so if you can just say, I'm feeling sad right now, you know, or I'm feeling upset I'm right feeling, now. Yeah. And then the next component is your feeling, your feelings relate to your needs. Or sometimes we could use the word desires, but in NBC they would say needs. So your feelings relate to your needs. So you're feeling upset and what is your need? Um, I have a need for a connection or I have a need for independence. And that's an interesting one, right? Because I think a lot of times I feel like when you and I have had conflicts, one person's feeling a need for a connection, the other person's feeling a need for autonomy. So what do you do in that situation where you have two different needs at the same time that they seem like they're opposing each other? Right. Mm -hmm. So that's when we get into the, to the, the fourth element, which is strategy. So there's the pure observation. There's the feeling, um, feeling, um, sad. I have a need for connection. What is the strategy for you to meet your need? And if it's a relationship, what's the strategy for both people to get their needs met? So what's the strategy to meet the feeling for, um, connection and autonomy, which every relationship has both those needs. In fact, in NBC, they would say, um, we all have every need and there's, you know, maybe what, 50 needs listed on the NBC sheet, at least probably mm -hmm. more. And we all have those, all those needs. So how do we have all of these, how do we get all of these needs met? Right. And then you get into the strategy and our, our teacher, Steve would say like, if you're coming from a place of alignment, the strategy to find out how to meet your needs accesses your creativity, which can actually be a fun, enlivening, you know, conversation of how to meet the need to get, how to meet these needs together, as opposed to, um, you know, uh, an argument that has suffering and, um, mm. uh, you know, is really painful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
Yeah. And I think so much about the whole process too is like flexibility. And like you said, creativity, because if you're stuck in that, like, um, expectation or rigidity, then, well, yeah, yeah. Just, it's just, adaptability it's, is another great doesn't word. Feel good. Yeah. Adaptability. Yep. So yeah, it's, it's been fun to come up with creative strategies that work for both. You know, and those are always yeah. shifting and changing. And sometimes you don't even know right away. You know, sometimes it's like, well, let's, let's, you know, let's just keep the conversation going. Let's have a part two or part three or part 16, you know, it's like right. you're, you're just, you know, as long as you feel, you want to feel like both people, and that's kind of the essence of NBC, right? Both people care about each other's needs. Right. That's the biggest yeah. part. And you're, and you're, yeah. and you're, you're you're trying to find the way mm -hmm, and, and mm -hmm. you're confident that you will find the way. And, you know, however long it takes, unless there's some deadline or something or there's some urgency that's different, but otherwise, however long it takes is how long it takes. Right. Um, I was inspired. There was a book that I read called um, in the absence of the sacred. And mm -hmm. it was a book. I think the guy's name was Jerry Mander actually. And, um, it was about indigenous. He spent time with indigenous people in, Amer in North America. And he talks about how he, he sat in this meeting with the, you know, in a circle, the indigenous people and how the sense of time was totally different. Like they had no rush. So they, so they'd be like, um, you know, example would be like, should we cut this tree down? And the basic premise is if something is so clear that it needs to happen, then everyone will know that it needs to happen and it will happen. If it's not clear, then it's obviously not urgent. So you take as much time as it takes until there's consensus between everybody and you look at every point and every angle and talk about all different aspects and there's not, there's no rush. There's no, you know, it's, it's just different way that indigenous people view time than the Western uh, culture does where there's just, you know, I have to make it happen, you know, faster, faster is better. Faster is not better. In fact, slower is better in these cultures, mm. you know? So, um, so he said there would be this, this kind of listening and people would talk for as long as they needed to talk. You know, sometimes they wouldn't mm -hmm. say anything. Sometimes they might talk for an hour, you know, and these people just listen. And then and, until everybody agreed on what to do, they wouldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. And it may be like a year, you know, until they came to a consensus together on what to do. Should, yes, we all, yes, we should. We all decided we should keep the tree. So they, you know, they keep the tree. <laughs> but until they decide what to do, they keep things as they are. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. so the point I'm bringing up is like, just, I guess, patience, right? Like patience and like, like listening, being able to well, listen a, and be able to hear. Yeah. Your, your story about the indigenous culture too, is a real testament to like deep presence. Wow. Deep presence. That, that's some deep presence. Which and you within know is that, what, what I'm all about. Like that's, to me, that's what it all yeah. starts with. And that, and that's such mm -hmm. a key to relationship is presence, 100%. Mm -hmm. In fact, um, there's this funny story he tells about, there was this old man and um, 
they're in the circle and this old man is like, he has his eyes closed and he's kind of like this. And the author is like, he's like a, he's like, he's kind of like disgusted with this guy. He's like, this guy doesn't even care. He's just like sleeping. You know, he fell asleep during the meet during the meeting. <laughs> so it gets to the old man and the old man opens his eyes and he starts talking and it's apparent he heard everything, every, every single person was saying, like he knew every detail. And the guy, he felt like bad inside. He's like, oh, he judged this guy as being asleep. But actually the guy was listening so closely, he had his eyes closed and he was mm -hmm. so attentive so he could, he could really concentrate on every word. And he had such stillness that he thought the guy was sleeping. You know, right. but he, was, he was awake. And the other, the other thing that he pointed out, which I've definitely noticed in times I've spent time with like, indigenous people is they there's a lot more space like between their words so mm -hmm. you might be like you know what do you think uh bob and bob will just like you know there'll be this kind of quiet you know it's kind of like feeling into what wants to be shared and then mm. you know then like something comes out that's deeper you know, it's like it's almost like you're yeah. speaking from your whole body you know instead of just this kind of surface you know a lot of times we're just from, the surface of the mind from your start. mind yeah just these waves of the surface of the mind we never go into a deeper place of like speaking from this depth of who we really are well, i think that's that. that is so key right there like that um i think i've heard it you know in in different practices people call that like self-referral but really what it is, is you're getting so quiet and you're getting so still and like, you're so in tune with yourself that you can actually speak to what is actually alive and what is actually going on, you know, versus like spouting off something really quick or speaking from your mind. Um, and I think, you know, that's really beautiful and authentic and real vulnerability can come, come in then. And then that's where people feel connected. Yeah, vulnerability is such a key to intimacy, right? It's like kind of the gateway. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We've also we've also been inspired by Brene Brown, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So vulnerability is like you know, it's like I mean, there's not much on a physical level in relationship, you know, for us anyway. But there is a like Oh, if I say this, like maybe, you know, you won't like me anymore or you won't, um, you'll get mad or, you know, so, but, but then the vulnerability is the gateway. But then if you do share something that's more vulnerable for you, um, there's the opportunity to go deeper together, to become more intimate. And this, I know something you've been talking a lot with me about, and I'm, I really am, a, I'm really of it as well is like just um, recognizing that there's vulnerability in your relationship and there's times where things arise that are vulnerable and and if you're dedicated to intimacy then you'll choose to share those things mm-hmm mm -hmm. totally it's so important it's the foundation of trust too when you can really you know share yourself vulnerably and then your partner really understands and feels that that um yeah that's there's a safe place here to do so 
and it's it's just such a huge component i yeah i can't say enough about it but it, it's also scary and hard and <laughs> takes practice and and the other important thing is like it doesn't mean that um like i think people have this kind of fairy tale idea that if you share vulnerably <clears throat> you know your partner is just going to be like oh you know I love, you know, like have some kind of flowery response, you know, but they, they could be angry. They could be upset. They could not like, mm-hmm. you know, there could be impact in what you're sharing. Um, and that's why it's vulnerable. If it wasn't, if you knew what the response would be, it wouldn't be vulnerable. It's vulnerable because totally. you're not sure how it's going to be responded to. Right. And so like, that's what makes it vulnerable. Right. Right. And, but that's what creates intimacy. Right. That is what creates just intimacy, and that's what creates trust, you know? And intimacy, I've, I've discovered intimacy, like, you know, working with a lot of clients and obviously in my own life, it's like intimacy is what we long for the most, more than anything. Like, that's what everybody mm-hmm. wants the most. You know, like, it may seem like they want money or they want cars or houses or whatever, but they actually want intimacy. They actually mm-hmm. want love. Love is, you know, love is what they want. So intimacy is what we long for the most, but it's also what we fear the most, right? So mm-hmm. that's what makes it such an interesting, this is where all the soap operas and everything mm-hmm. in the being, because it's like, we, we want it, but we fear it, you know? But you have to, if you really do want it, you have to face the fear, you know? Right, yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting, yeah. you know, about, so a couple of things come to my conscious, trust, and then a big subject we, we love to get into is masculine and feminine. So we'll get mm-hmm. into that mm-hmm. as well. But I think another thing of trust too is like, how do you build trust is also following through on what you say you're going to do, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially important for men, especially important for the mm-hmm. masculine. Yes. So it's like, yeah. And then, and, but, but I also would say things don't always go as you think they're going to go. So it's totally, so because that's another thing that happens is like, someone says they're going to do something or they, someone says, this is, this is what I think, or this is what I, you know, this is how I, this is how I see the world. Mm-hmm. And they have a change and they're afraid to acknowledge the change because they want to be consistent to what they said before. Right. right. So it is possible that like, you know, um, I say, I'm going to meet you at, six o'clock and I get a flat tire and, you know, I notify you and tell you I'll meet you at seven, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like, we're, we're trust also trust is following to what you say you're going to do or communicating continually to, um, to what's the word like, um, what's alive, what's alive to create a new strategy or a new plan. Yeah. You know, so I think it's it's just constantly in that flow of communication, open communication, mm-hmm. with the knowingness that things change, things, things shift, change things happen. Shifts. New mm-hmm. information income comes in, new plan required. Mm-hmm. Don't get too rigid. Right. Yeah. So masculine, feminine, polarity. It feels like it's. I, I mean, for us, it's like really important to understand, mm-hmm. right? We talk about it a lot. I think it's important for every relationship, regardless if it's same sex relationship or um, same gender or different gender or whatever the, whatever's happening as far as gender. Um, 
there is this play of masculine and feminine that's mm-hmm. happening and it's really important to be aware of it who's who's in the feminine essence who's in the masculine essence how are those two polarities connecting with each other are they are they are they aligned or is there creation coming from uh, those two polarities mm-hmm. or not is there also, appreciation yeah. between the two right and I think that's, again, where self-awareness comes in. But also, um, like, the polarity, there's, there's going to be a polarity that's more intrinsic for each person. So I, for example, you know, it would be more natural for me to be in the feminine polarity. But there's, there's times when I'm in the masculine polarity, you know? Like, <laughs> it might not be the same masculine polarity that you would be in, but it's my own version of masculine. So it's, it's knowing like, and sometimes that's really called for, you know, it's really called for me to step into masculine, masculine energy as well. And the same with you with feminine. I mean, that's where all your brilliant, like poetry comes from, you know, and your, your books and stuff. I I believe that a lot of that comes from a, a, a feminine, a feminine, like receptivity to receive that what wants to come right. through. Right. So the feminine is the receptive energy. The masculine is the directive energy. Mm-hmm. Um, the feminine is creative. Yeah. The masculine creates structure, parameters, uh, organization. Mm-hmm. The feminine is the flow. The masculine is the stillness. Yep. Shiva Shakti. The feminine is the heart. The masculine is the mind. The feminine, uh, the, the feminine is intuitive. The masculine is rational and logical. Mm-hmm. Right? Analytical. And it, it's easy to kind of get in this thing of like, oh, one is bad, the other is good. But they're both good. <laughs> we, we actually need both of them. And the integration right. of both of them. And this is why people who are, um, this is why men and women are so often drawn to each other and attracted to mm-hmm. each other. This is why people of masculine feminine essence are drawn to each other because they, they bring this integration yeah, together. It's like that, that harmony piece, that balance, it's like physics, it's like the opposite yeah. ends of the spectrum. And it's like you, you show me things that um, I otherwise wouldn't be able to see and I show mm-hmm. you things you otherwise wouldn't be able to see. Right. So we, we give each other a wider, wider perspective. Yep. Together. Mm-hmm. It's like synergy. It's like we're in coming together. There's a third element that opens that's more powerful than just um, each of us individually um, that, that arises between us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think there's something just very human too about um, just about being able to like be in that, let's say, energy of receptivity where my nervous system, for example, can can relax. And I, I know that my counterpart in that moment has the other side of the polarity taken care of, like just on a very practical, like human level, like that feels so good to be able to kind of sink into that, you know, 
and kind of mm-hmm. take care of each other in that way. Yeah. It's probably really good to, to, well, not probably. It, it's definitely really good to, to know which polarity somebody's in. Yeah. Cause I, th- I, th- I think conflict and relationship, I'm just seeing how conflict and relationship happens when somebody is in a certain polarity and they're wanting the other person to be in the other polarity, but they're not in it. Mm-hmm. Right? right. Like I just, I just had this realization about this, this client I'm working with and he, he talks about how his, he likes to cook. He really enjoys cooking. Uh-huh. Um, and he talks about how his, his wife gets um, really upset with him, gets really triggered by the kitchen being a mess, like while he's cooking. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I, you know, I really like to, when I cook, I, like, I like to have a certain level of chaos. It really kind of, you know, the creativity really goes, it's really happening. And she gets really irritated by this and he gets hurt because he's like, well, you know, he feels like he's making this meal for her and she doesn't appreciate it. So this mm-hmm. whole kind of dynamic happens that creates this tension and conflict between them. And so I'm looking at it and I'm like, well, that's a moment and maybe it's a rare moment for him where he's actually kind of really going into his feminine energy, mm-hmm. you know, and then she's coming in and, and expecting her man to be in the masculine energy and really have this sense of organization and structure and, you know, um, mm-hmm. and it's not there and getting, getting agitated. Um, and so maybe if, he, if there was a self-awareness to say like, um, Hey, like this is a time for me where I really have to get this sort of energy. And if you mm-hmm. could just like, you know, know that and appreciate and understand that. And then I'll be in this other energy, you know, totally. after I'm complete. Um, right. It seems like a good opportunity to come up with a strategy too. A strategy. Like, yeah. And he, you know. and he has, so, you know, so th- this, it sounds like you had a real breakthrough with that this past week, but, mm-hmm. but my point is like more like honoring, um, noticing the energy that somebody's in, mm-hmm. right? So the, you, your, your woman could be in a masculine energy. Your man could be in a feminine energy. Right. Maybe they're mostly, maybe they're mostly in a masculine energy. Maybe that's mostly why you're connected to them, but to kind of just see where they're at and, Mm-hmm. You no, know, there's this old book, women are from, men are from Mars, Venus. women are from Venus, right? Which I read a long time ago. And there are some good things, probably dated, I'm sure now, but there, there's, there are some good things in there about just communication, just understanding. Yeah. David Data, which we both like David Data too, mm-hmm. who's, mm-hmm. who's an author, um, just talks about women or the feminine, maybe better said, the feminine has a style of communication, the masculine is a style of communication. And mm-hmm. it's like important to know who you're talking to. Because if you're talking to someone in a masculine essence, you're gonna they're gonna be you're gonna want to understand that so you can communicate to them the way they get it as opposed to someone yep. in a feminine essence. Yeah. You know? Like it's interesting on to, to observe social media. Sometimes I'll observe like women communicate with each other on a thread, you know, like on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And it's such a different way than like men would talk to each other on the same thread, you know? Mm -hmm. And there's been a couple occasions, I don't, I've kind of wised up, but there's a couple occasions where like, (laughs) I would come in 
<laughs> and like just kind of from a masculine essence, just kind of like, you know, sort of share how it is. And it's, it's, you know, it's, not, it's not appreciated. I'm like, oh, that's not what the point of this is. This isn't about like, they're not interested in like what the answer is, you're right? They're not, they're not interested in like the facts. This is about no. like feeling and connection and relation. Yes. And stay out of it. That's, that's what I've like learned in observing those, those mm-hmm. dynamics. But it's really interesting. You know, it's interesting to see mm-hmm. how there's a different kind of communication and understanding of this is a feminine communication happening. This is a masculine communication that's happening. This is a Absolutely. communication that's going to be attempted to happen between masculine and feminine. Mm-hmm. Right? So there's a little, a little bit of a translation the uh, community being with. So it's, yeah. it's just really, it's really helpful to, un- it's so helpful for me to like to understand these polarities and then understand where people are coming from and, you know, a different part. And it could be, like I said, it could be, um, and it's really fascinating. You, you, you can, you can have a woman coming from masculine essence. Like, okay. We're going to, I'm going to relate to her like this. Or you could have a mm-hmm. man coming from, like I have a friend that's um, super feminine, you know? So when I'm with him, it's like, okay, I'm the masculine. He's the feminine. I, 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 I that's how we're going to operate here. You know? So just mm-hmm. this, those understandings are really, um, really um, beneficial. Yes. Uh, one thing that um, I just want to add to that, that it can be really, really imperative actually to um, check in with someone um, and ask them if they have the time and the space and um, ability to be present before actually um, going into any sort of topic or communication that you want to have just really checking in to see where they're at perhaps even setting a time yeah that's something we definitely learned right Mm it's like just a simple question like like you know i have something is this a good time for you (laughs) is this a good time for you there's something that i want to talk to you about is this a good time for you Mm -hmm. um yeah if someone's like on the computer and hey i want to tell you about like you know i don't think i love you anymore like that's not a good time (laughs) You, know, it's like right. you really want to be 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 aware of like you know something that i i don't know if i invented it but um this term i have presencing time mm-hmm. which i think is huge and i really highly recommend it for any relationship that's important to you um particularly romantic intimate relationships is to make time whatever the rhythm is for you preferably every day but whatever the rhythm is, you know, people have different lifestyle situations, but to make time, let's say each day, even if it's five minutes, um, to be fully present with each other and not be distracted by the phone, not be distracted by the television, not be distracted by, you know, radio, not be cooking something, not be, not be multitasking, you know, Mm -hmm. just like I'm looking at you, you're looking at me, you know, um, it could be something maybe you're going for a walk where you're not necessarily seeing each other, but, but um, something that you're fully present with each other. Um, so important. It's, it's just like if, if a relationship, if it's important for you, then make the time for it, right? Mm-hmm. Make quality time for it. Quality being more important than quantity. Yes. And, and making distinction between the two. Mm-hmm. Right. Like this is, this is presencing time together. Um, this is time where I'm working on a project, you know? Yes, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else seems like it's like, 
valuable advice for relationships? Hmm. It's a good question. I think we've covered a lot of good stuff. Um, gratitude. Like gratitude, gratitude, of course. Gratitude. Yeah, we were doing, we're not doing it every day now, but we were starting off with gratitudes, like mm -hmm. five gratitudes or three to five gratitudes mm -hmm. that we had for our lives. It was for each other, but it was also kind of beyond that. It was like also could include like, you know, where we live or mm -hmm. the nature around us. Yeah, that's a really sweet way to start the morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then kind of setting the intentions for the day. Yep. Mm -hmm. And just filling into like, what do we want to create together? Like if anything's possible, what do we want to create? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, each day is fresh, each day is new. And can you be in that consciousness, you know? Can you have a free and clear mind and heart I guess in each moment, but mm -hmm. it, that's an important practice. It's not always easy, you know, um, but it's definitely something to work towards and practice. Mm -hmm. It makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. So what's it like being in a relationship with me? <laughs> oh my God. Um, well, I think first and foremost, it's a lot of fun. I, I think about this often, like, you know, we, <laughs> we have a lot of fun together, you know, whether yeah. it's just like listening to music or getting in the car and going for a drive. And um, I also like, I, I don't think like even you, like, I don't think people get like, the level of, of, of a comedian that I am. Like, how did I know? How did I know you're like most, most of my day <laughs> is like, actually like, I don't know. It's like kind of like telling jokes, but like, you know, I think, I think even you are like, like, as you've gotten to know me more, like you, you, you get, you, you you get, okay, we're just having fun. You know, we're mm -hmm. just like playing. We're just like, um, which obviously is a key to a relationship. You got you need to have some play and some fun. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, we have a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I think we're having more, we're increasingly having fun. Um, and we're getting out into nature a lot too, which has been great yes. this summer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And things have yeah. really shifted with the, with the pandemic. You know, we were doing a lot of, um, a lot of work, workshops together and retreats together and mm -hmm. traveling a lot mm -hmm. and sharing work. You know, we're really passionate about sharing breath work and, sharing retreats together and traveling different places and connecting with different communities and things have really like they have for a lot of people, they've really kind of just slowed down and we've kind of gotten into this, you know, we find ourselves just in one place, which has been really nourishing in a lot of ways, you know, kind of just been able to kind of slowly track the change of seasons and really connect mm -hmm. deeply to the, to this place, this incredible, we live in these magical mountains and, and, um, connect more deeply with each other in a way too, kind of just kind of this more grounded rhythm, mm -hmm. uh, slowing down, being present. Uh, yeah, not taking it all too seriously. 
and right. sense of fun. But sense anyway, of fun. Yeah. I, to just, I just wanted to elaborate on that point, but please, if you want to continue <laughs> share anything. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess, yeah, when I think about our relationship and I, when I think about just you, um, I, I, like I said, I think, I think about a lot of fun, um, silliness. I think, I think a lot about nature. Like you said, I think we do, we do a lot out in nature together. Yeah. Um, I think, I think a lot about silence. Um, Yeah. That's an important component. And Mm. actually I think that that's where we connect the best anyways. Mm. Um, When I'm silent, internal silence and you're in that space, I think that's where we, where we meet. Um, and yeah, it's, yeah, just, you know, you're, you're very loving, you're very sweet and, um, cuddly and, and also, you know, we've been through it. We've been through the fire. We've been through the heat, not to sugarcoat everything. It's like we're in a real relationship and we're learning. And, um, I love, um, yeah. When I think about you too, I think about someone who's going to show up. You're going to show up. And uh, that means a lot. It's a very strong masculine attribute. Oh. Like that steadiness to show up Mm. and work through it. So. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah. So now I get to ask you the same question. Yeah, you get to ask me. (laughs) Uh, What's like the relationship with you? Hmm. It, it's hard to like, it's like you're such a part of me now. It's hard to like even like address the question, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you're just such a big part of me, just such like incredible appreciation for for you and your presence in my life and like what we share. And um, it's great. It's great being in a relationship with you. And yeah, we, like you said, we've, we, we've had some challenges. We may have more challenges, of course. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's a part of relationship, right? And like, it's important to acknowledge that any relationship, anybody that I know that's in a relationship, that's in a relationship for a while, that's committed to a relationship, they're, they're challenged sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that, that's not a bad thing. That's, that's where you grow and evolve and expand your consciousness. That's where you become more self-aware. That's where you become more connected to God's source, more aligned, more centered and more grounded, more wise, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So, yeah, and you, you, you somehow, you're not trying to do it or it's not like you're, it's like some, something that takes effort, but somehow just through the relationship with you, um, all those things happen for me, right? They continue to happen for me. I become more self-aware and become and grow and expand and evolve. And just, I think just, you know, become a better human being, a better man. Mm. Um, so, so it's great. It's, uh, it's something to be deeply grateful for. And there's something about like, as you deepen relationship together, like just, being together becomes enough, you know, mm-hmm. like we don't even have to like do something 
grand or something like, you know, just being together, just some, just simple, right? We talk a lot, we talk a lot about just the simple things, mm. right? Just going for yeah. a walk together at sunset or mm. we went um, canoeing the other night. That was really awesome. Yes, um, that was awesome. Yeah, just having dinner together, eating mm-hmm. Mother Earth food, eating food Ooh. from Mother Earth. Heck yeah. Yeah. So we made this shift where we were getting most of our food from like Whole Foods and Trader Joe's and all those places, Jeff Bezos, Amazon slash Whole Foods. And um, the pandemic came and um, I don't really like wearing masks and all those like seem all stressful and all this anxiety about the girls. So like, let's just see if we try something different. And so then we want to support like local farmers too. So if there's this company here that maybe they could become a sponsor for the podcast. Um, there's this, there's this company that um, is all local farms or, or local farms or local businesses. And they deliver the food to you every week. And it's just been such an amazing shift. Like to eat local food is so fresh, so vital, so alive. Mm-hmm. And it feels so good to be supporting these local farmers and local businesses. And, and we're paying less too. So it's like win, win, win in every, way and mm-hmm. we just love eating this food and you know feeling connected to the to the land area and we're getting our getting our water from the nat from the local mountain yeah. spring now so so yeah yeah i feel like my body's never been happier like it's just like absorbing all these nutrients differently than mm-hmm. when we were shopping at like trader joe's and whole foods or whatever just the quality of the food is I've never experienced this before. Like it made such a difference. Yeah. And how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, plus, like you said, to support local and all that. It's just, it's major bonus. It's good. It's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. I think we should touch base on Tantra. Okay. So people are like, what is Tantra? What does it mean? I think for us, it just means, um, well, it means a couple of things. It means um, transcending any division, right? So it's like sexuality and sensuality and spirituality is interconnected, intertwined. And like, there's a dedication to like living from that place where you're living a life that's integrated and, um, and really immersed in that energy now, in the moment. So mm-hmm. one of the big things about Tantra is when people have, have sex together, even the term having sex is a weird phrase. When you look at it, it's like, what is have sex? It's like, we are sexual beings. But um, like people have sex and it's like goal directed, you know? It's like, oh, I have to get to this, this point. And so they're not present with each other, you know? And I think mm-hmm. as you become more Tantric, you are present each moment. Each moment, there's no goal. Each moment is fulfilling in itself. Each moment is, um, each moment with full presence leads to whatever arises next. You know, mm-hmm. so that's that's the energy when you're making love, and the, the ideal is that's the energy for your whole life. So it's like you're like making love to every moment, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean you can't have a goal. You can have a goal. You can't have a direction. Sometimes we have things that we explore when we're making love together. We have a certain kind of 
direction in mind. So it doesn't mean you can't have that, but it's not the foundation of your, your connection. It's kind of like, uh, that's almost like just for fun or just for play, mm-hmm. you know, um, there really is no future from this consciousness. It's just, you know, we're being deeply immersed in this moment together yeah. and, and, and entering a unified field together and, and, and unifying mm. the polarity of masculine and feminine together and having that intertwined and creating this ecstatic creation together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's well put. So much um, fun. For, yes. For me, Tantra is, it's so simple. It's just how intimately connected can I be to myself in each moment? how tuned in to my body, mind, spirit, soul (laughs) am I? And then, I mean, I basically what kind of what we shared throughout this podcast, like it's the essence of Tantra, like how, how in touch with myself can I be? And then I bring that, I bring that in the communion that I'm sharing with my partner, my beloved. Mm -hmm. Um, and then that's when it gets, and then from there, like, it's like, like this deep listening. So then I'm, I'm really tuned in to myself. I'm, I'm, I'm present. And then I'm present with you. I'm listening to you. And then that creates a field, you know, and you're, you're playing in that energy as well. And then from there, like, it, it's fun. Like what can arise from there when you're really present with everything that's going on? Yeah. Yeah, my friend Brad talks about, which I love, how you can like, you can take um, sexual energy can arise or erotic energy can arise and you can take that energy and you can, he would, he would call it sex as prayer, meaning you can like channel in a certain direction or you can set an intention or you can like, you know, because this is, this is like really powerful energy. This is a lot of energy moving through your body. So you get in this space and you can actually, um, yeah, just consciously, intentionally direct it basically, which is kind of another level of Tantra too. Um, so kind of from people have, you can be in a space where you're, you have a un, kind of unconsciously moving through sexual energy to consciously moving through sexual energy to actually even directing the energy and moving the energy and, you know, manifesting things and creating things. And cause it's like, it is the creative energy, right? The second chakra is the creative energy. So it can create babies, but it can also create poetry or music or, you know, a new way of looking at things or a new way of seeing things or a new insight, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, to me, that's another really beautiful component mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. Tantra consciousness. Tantra consciousness. Yeah. And it's, it's a sacred, it's a sacred energy and it's also so healing. It's so nurturing and so healing, you know? And I know that there are so many people in probably people tuning into this or whatever that agree with that. But there's also a whole other side of it that, um, you know, sexual energy is not seen as that. And it's something to be um, kind of suppressed. And it's, I don't know. It's not seen as spiritual. <laughs> it's not, it's not seen as sacred and healing, deeply healing and nurturing. And it's so natural. Yeah. Yeah. And spiritual. And spiritual. Yeah. It's all spiritual. It's all, it's all, as I always say, infinite reflections of the one and only divine infinite self. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm really glad that we made this happen. Yeah, I am too. Today was the day. You've been like a little shy, but (laughs) for, for a few, for, for years. 
But today was the day we made it happen. Today was the day, yeah. Yeah. Thank, thanks for bringing me on. You're welcome. I hope that people um, have some benefit from hearing a little bit about us and the way we look at things and see things and experience things and people can ask questions or they can have reflections. We've talked about doing a, uh, a course, online course related to intimacy and relationships. Mm. So maybe that will happen at some point. Yeah. The breath work that we do is really powerful and opening up, you know, experientially opening up lungs mm. that we're talking about too. It's so potent. It's, it's the most direct tool that I've found to, you know, access those deeper dimensions of yourself and also move any sort of talk about emotional navigation. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't bring up that tool actually when I was talking about that, but yeah, like emotional navigation, breath work. And then like, once you move through that, then like spirit comes in and all the intuition comes in and the creativity comes in. So powerful. Well, we're just so, yeah, we're so, I just, I have, the, just want to say that we're so blessed and like, you know, it's just such a gift to be here and be able to share and be able to like, yeah, just practice things like breath and Tantra and embodiment and just, you know, show up to try to live the, the best life possible and hopefully, hopefully help people along the, along the way. Yeah. And, and the key, the key thing that people don't, get so often is like it's like that old saying like uh from gandhi be the change you want to see in the world right or uh and the mirror michael jackson song it's like this sense of like this is how you change the world like change mm -hmm. yourself first this is how you right. change the world you are the world the world is you so just to make that connection that when you change yourself you know this is not just like mere self-absorption or like it's like no being self-centered it's like this is the, this is the primary way that we change the world, not by pointing the finger at everybody else, mm. but by taking responsibility to like live our highest and best life, and emanating the energy out every day it's so to huge everybody we come in contact with, and in our relationship. You know, like if I want to have a better relationship with you, well, the first thing I should do is like make myself better. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. um, so that's a really critical understanding to make that connection that everything, if you realize everything's interconnected and you realize you have dominion over yourself, then the best way to change the world is to, is to continue to up level yourself, you know, upgrade yourself, totally. increase in self-awareness, increase in wisdom, increase in self-actualization and self-realization. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, if you believe that we're all connected and you believe in oneness, then just simply, the simple act of working on yourself and growing yeah. yourself, like you are going to impact the world. Like we don't, I think that sometimes people can put too much pressure on themselves. Like, Oh, I'm not doing enough. I'm not making this big impact or whatever, you know, but no, it's, it's really just the little things as well. The little things I, I think can make the greatest impact and just show up and do our own work and align with our soul and, you know, navigate our emotions and eat healthy. And right there, like we're making the change. We're yeah, making a difference just in those simple acts. Yeah. A big, something that seems like it's a big move is really just a series of tiny moves that 
you know, with the culmination and what people see or what they experience. Yeah. yeah. So having that consistency every day of doing the little things mm. is where it's at. Totally. Yeah. Groovy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like being able to look at you too and like just <laughs> see you in this way. <laughs> yeah. And, um, it's sweet. So sweet. You're so sweet. You're so sweet. So sweet. Just, um, just love you so much and mm. in love with you so much. And it like deepens more and more every day mm. and just appreciate you so much. And, like appreciate all we've shared, you know, we've shared so much and experienced so much. We've traveled to like so many different parts of the world together and experienced so many different things and had different, um, yeah, challenges and misunderstandings and like at times our relationship and like, you know, move through it and grown from it and, um, and have a lot of fun together, like you said, and mm-hmm. play, play, very playful moments together. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that we've done a lot of good things for people too, you know, helped yeah, a absolutely. lot of people yeah. and yeah. hopefully we're helping more people right now. Hopefully. Yes. Yeah. And so it is not hopefully it yes. is the case. And so it is. I hope. So it is. <laughs> okay. Love you, baby. Thanks for doing this. Okay. Love you. Thank you. Thanks you. Thanks everybody. Thank you for being a part of this amazing community. The Brian Piergrossi Podcast is produced by Brian Piergrossi. Assistant producer, Giovanni Piergrossi. Please subscribe and leave a review or comment on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. You can find me online on Facebook or Instagram. For personal sessions with me, Contact me at thebigglow.com. That's T-H-E-B-I-G-G-L-O-W.com.